0: Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. I am a relationship and communication coach, and I'm so excited, as always, to welcome you back here this week to talk about relationships, dating, breaking up, divorce. Life after a relationship, building new partnerships, but most importantly, creating the type of relationships that make you feel safe, supported, like you're being authentic, like you have freedom, you're not restricted. Really, the relationship that your inner heart desires most. Uh, This is a really important subject to me. And today, what I'm going to be talking about is this idea of dating someone that's a guilty pleasure. Oftentimes, I talk to folks on discovery calls and in client calls. And a lot of clients that I work with are always talking about like, okay, should I get back together with my ex? Or I just can't seem to end it with this person. I had a client just this week tell me um, that someone's coming back in town, that they've had a situationship with before. And they're nervous about holding the boundary of not having a sexual or romantic relationship with them, but just keeping it as friends. And I just want to say that this is such a hard thing to do. And in this episode, what I'm hoping I'm going to do is help you process the guilt and the shame that's coming up around this topic, help you understand why you can't end it with this person or uh, why you keep wanting to go back to them. And then, of course, as I do in every episode, I'm going to share one tip, one step forward in the direction that you want to be heading in to help you either (laughs) end it or keep going with it. Because either one, I don't care. I just want you to make a decision. And that decision is going to give you information for the next step of your life. So as always, I start every single episode with a personal check-in. And my check-in this week is that, ah, The January 2024 has just been the wateriest start. I have cried so much this year. It's ridiculous. Last night I had just, I had like a full on sob fest. It's been tough. I've had, in case you haven't been able to glean from the episodes so far this year, I've just, I had a really rough um, transition into the new year and it continues. And I don't expect it to get better anytime soon. Um, but I'm. I, I have to say that I'm thoroughly enjoying the tears. I'm thoroughly enjoying the ride along the way. And holy shit, I got some stuff. I'm just. I'm processing some stuff. I was realizing last night that the start to my year. So on New Year's Eve, I went to Panda Express in Mexico City, and I opened up my fortune cookie, and there was no fortune inside. Now, on any other day except for the beginning of this year. I would not draw conclusions about that experience. I can't say that that experience has ever happened to me, but I would not try and make meaning out of it. But on this particular day, defenses were down. Mama Sarah was tired. And I just thought, really? (laughs) This is how we're going to start the new year? This is how we're going to start it. Okay. Game on, like buckle up. I think I'm ready. I definitely have the tools, which is so great. But like, no fortune for this year. I'm hoping that's not an omen. I'm hoping you know that that was just a random, totally weird, fucking thing that happened. Uh, but right now, with the shitstorm that I'm in, it does feel like um, it was a bit of a like a precursor to what was going to unfold in my life this year. So. I just want to share a little bit more about what I'm going through. So I I mentioned last week that I've started couples therapy again. I'm so excited. We have the most amazing couples therapist. And all of the things that she's trying to help us process and teach us are so in line with my values and the program that I teach. And it's just amazing. It's amazing to have someone else in the room that is helping us through the things that we need to work through. And what happened last night? Oh my God. My therapist just named off all the things I've been feeling for a long time. And to have her list them off and understand me so clearly, and then highlight the fact that I have needed this type of emotional support for so long and I haven't been getting it, just made me realize I I feel like the analogy that came to my mind was like I'm I've been in the desert for years needing a drink of water and I I just got a little sip last night. And having a sip made me realize that I am thirsty. I have a deep need for this. And it hasn't been getting met in for so long. The beauty of it, as most people discover with working through attachment style, is that oftentimes uh, the things that we're trying to work through trigger our partners. And our little traumas and triggers are just doing a little shadow dance together. And so (laughs) I have faith that we will continue to work on this and that we're going to be communicating with each other eventually in the way that I need. So I'm holding hope. But holy shit, last night was just like full on, let it go. Sob, and then I got to pull some tarot cards because that's my connection to spirit, and I got to feel really supported, and it was amazing. I literally like pulled a card, and I was sobbing and just being like, "I said out loud because I like to talk out loud to my spirit guides." This is the most beautiful card pull I have ever seen. <laughs> so that's just a little window into what's going on with me today, this year. So thanks for listening, and um, let's get into the episode. Okay, so. Are you dating someone that's a guilty pleasure? Let's just start to define what that means. Are you dating someone that you know is not healthy for you? Are you dating someone that isn't supportive of your needs, how you live life? Are you dating someone that's like a casual situationship and you've already decided this is not a good idea for me to continue this, but the sex is so good you don't want to stop? These are all examples of dating a guilty pleasure. Another one, another way to look at this is like, did you break up with your ex? But are you keeping them in the wings just in case? Because you want to have someone in the wings and that feels good just to be like, well, maybe we'll get back together. We don't know. (laughs) That can also be a guilty pleasure. And I want to say that that particular example is a guilty pleasure because you've tried it with that person. It didn't work. And now you're trying to move on. And by just keeping them in the wings a little bit, I'm wondering if you're thinking like, ooh, I know they weren't good for me. I know it didn't work. But like, it's nice to have this question mark or this attention or this excitement. So first of all, the reason why that you are so focused, why why you just can't seem to end it with this person. Because sometimes what happens when when you can't seem to end it, or you just can't seem to say no, oftentimes what happens is we put so much guilt and shame on ourselves and we attach it to value. We're like, oh, our self-worth must be so low if we can't say no to this. And then all of a sudden, when you start questioning your self-worth then you can get into this bigger, massive debate about how healthy you are and uh, what you need to do, and it it just kind of spirals a little bit. So I want to rein in the spiral. I just want to rein that in because what's happening when you are so focused on this one person that might not be the best person for you, the reality is they are meeting a need for you. And I just want you to think about it in this way because it helps you just get a little perspective on the situation, zoom out, see the bigger picture here. Sometimes what's happening is you might have a high need for, let's say, emotional connection, social connection, fun. I used to date super fun guys. I mean, my husband is very fun as well. (laughs) That's probably why I married him. Anyway, I love fun is what I'm trying to say. You might have this high need for fun. And so the person that you're dating or in a situation with or hiding in the wings might be this fun person where every time you interact with them, like you're giggling, you're laughing, you're on an adventure, you know, maybe you're having some novelty mixed in whatever fun is for you. And so this person is actually meeting your need for fun, but then you have this other need over here and you can't see where I'm pointing, but it's on the other side. Let's say you have this other need and this other need might be safety structure. Maybe it's routine it could be emotional connection. So maybe this fun person isn't able to go deep. And you just know like, I actually really need to go deep with my partner. I need to be emotionally like vulnerable. I need to be able to share and I want them to share with me. So what's happening in this example is that you have this high need for fun and this person's meeting it for you. And you know you have these other needs, but those needs aren't getting prioritized with the choices that you're making. And I just want to make that okay. I coached a client this week who, um, like I said, she's got someone coming into town that she used to sleep with and she really wants to avoid starting to sleep with them again. She started lifting off all the reasons that this person isn't the most supportive person and why they don't work together and how her needs are just very different within what he's able to give. But in the next breath, she was just guilting and shaming herself. I want to separate guilt and shame. Guilt is I did something wrong. Shame is I am bad. It's all mixed together. So she's guilting and shaming herself about not being able to say no to it. And also not feeling like she could trust herself to say no. And that erodes her self-trust. And it makes it even harder to be clear-headed and like make this decision of, do I want to sleep with this person or do I not? Do it, you know, like just simple, simple question all of a sudden becomes this like, well, if I say yes, which when I, you know, if you have this need that they're meeting for her, is this high sexual need, then all of a sudden you're judging yourself for saying yes to that need and no to your other needs. So it can get really complicated really quick. And I just want you to honor the fact. That by saying yes in any type of situation to this person that's meeting a guilty pleasure, quote unquote, I know I said that title to reel you in because this is how our brain works. But really, I'm just trying to release you of this, is that you're getting a need met. So I want you to first... Okay, so here's my tool. And this is going to be a quickie today. First, I want you to try to list out, okay, what needs is this meeting person? Is this person meeting in my life? And then I want you to be able to realize and honor the fact that they're meeting a need for you. And that perhaps you're judging this need. Sometimes we judge the needs that we have. And so it makes it really hard for us to get the need met in a healthy way because we're just like, we just don't even want to touch it. And we try to avoid it. And, and you know, then we maybe had a couple of drinks and then the next morning we have a few regrets. So being able To figure out what needs they're meeting and that what need is in conflict when that other need is getting that is gonna help you so much in the long run. So, the first step here, try to isolate, okay, when I'm saying yes to this guilty pleasure, what need is that meeting for me? And then the next step is to meet that need on your own. So, if that person is meeting this like sexual need for you, I want you to think about how you can creatively meet that need for yourself on your own. Get that vibrator out, get the videos out. <laughs> videos that sound like an old lady. <laughs> how can you really get kinky with yourself and recreate the sexual need that you have so that you are meeting it on your own and all of a sudden you're like, oh, "I don't even like need that from that other person anymore." I thought I did, but actually I think I'm good. That's what's going to start to happen when you meet this need on your own. And I know it's really complicated. I'm I'm sure right now I'm trying to, make, you know, right now I'm trying to distill it down into the simplest parts, but I do want to honor it. This is a little bit complicated. And this is actually what I work on with clients all the time. So if you're interested in just working with a coach to help you with accountability and meet your goals faster and get really, really clear on where you can show up more securely in your life. I'd love to work with you. So you can book a free discovery call. On these calls, what I do is I share a little bit more with the person about how their attachment style is currently affecting their relationships. We all have these patterns you didn't ask for this pattern. It was just, these are patterns and strategies that you built in childhood to deal with the environment that you grew up in. And as adults, it's our responsibility to start to heal those patterns so that we're showing up supportively to other people, but most importantly to ourselves in relationships. And I work with clients on creating communication um, scripts, sharing needs I, and sharing boundaries I put together exposure plans for folks so that your subconscious isn't completely overloaded by this like we all know we have to communicate boundaries we all know that we get it but then when it, you know when it comes down to it our subconscious can get so overloaded and our our nervous system can get overloaded and we can go into fight or flight because boundaries weren't safe growing up and oftentimes we just we weren't modeled secure you know behavior around setting boundaries So what I do with folks is I work in one-on-one capacity once one day a week or, or sorry we have one session a week um, and we just start to build the vocabulary build the tools and small slow steps to actually start showing up in secure ways I've seen clients do amazing things. I've helped a client who was really anxious in a relationship go navigate through a breakup and become very secure on her own and she started dating other folks which is oh my god it's so cool to see. Um she's communicating boundaries like like immediately in the moment, she's sharing needs and immediately in the moment. She knows what her needs are. So it's really cool to see. I'm very passionate about this. Um, And I hope to see you there in a call. So you can book it at sarahcohan.com forward slash coaching. So that's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com forward slash coaching. Thank you so much for joining me here this week. And I look forward to seeing you next week.